Welcome to Simple Faith with host Dale Carlson, bringing solid Christian answers to your questions and concerns. for Simple Faith on Life-Changing Radio. Here's host, Dale Carlson. Welcome on this cold, rainy Saturday afternoon. We're so happy that you can join us. I hope that... uh, that uh, you're someplace warm and maybe you're baking some cookies or maybe you're uh, sitting by the fireplace and just uh, welcome today. Uh, today we got an old friend with us. We haven't met this particular friend, but we certainly have been part of their organization here for the last uh, several years and just constantly cheering them on for the work that they're doing. Uh, we're with Heather Hecht today of Feed My Starving Children. Are you with us, Heather? I am. Wow, good. That's so good. <laughs> Um, we, uh, we have a little bit of a history with you folks. I met you, uh, your organization, many years ago back in Minnesota in Coon Rapids. Uh, my parents and my brother and his uh, wife uh, were doing packs for you back then, and I was so impressed with, uh, with what was, um, what was uh, happening there and just the spirit and what you're all up to that uh, we had you come to Maine, and we were actually at the Maine Mall packing food uh, yes. the first time. And we packed uh, a little over 100,000 meals, and, and uh, we did two more uh, sessions with you and packed uh, close to 200,000 meals in each one of those se- sessions. And it was a blast. It was it so sure was. much fun. Bob here was, yes. uh, was uh, running the, uh, the, uh, the logistics, uh, the logistics and, 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 in the and, background and, yeah. and running, the, running the show in the background. And we had, I think, I think according to your numbers, we had about 2,700 volunteers in those three packs. Is that right, Heather? That is correct. Yes. Oh, we're so happy. We're so happy that you're on line with us. We um, we had uh, uh, a, a lady. Her name was Prisca Kamboli on last week from Zambia, and she runs a school with 900 kids, and uh, and uh, those kids walk for I don't know how many miles. Some of them walk for a, a long ways to get to school. That's right. And their only meal is uh, is what they get at the school, and uh, and we just want to do something to help uh, out not only them but uh, but anyone else that uh, that might have a, a, a need for food for children especially. So uh, Heather, tell us a little bit about your history with uh, with feed my starving children. Okay, absolutely. So um, I I'm. Currently, the development director for Mobile Pack. Hold, hold on, hold on one second, Heather. We've got some kind of an echo or a bad connection here. Um, uh, can you hear that, Nate? Is this something you can do something about? Okay, he's going to try there. So go ahead, Heather. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll. Okay, it's still there. Yeah, I mm-hmm. hear it. Okay. Okay, keep, keep going. It may not get any All better. Right. We're, we're still working on this. All right, can you hear it now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, 
We hear you well. Oh, but we, we still have the echo, though. Yeah. Are you listening to the radio at the same time? I'm not. Oh, okay. something happened there. Are you still there? I'm still here. Okay. okay. Oh, that okay. better. We've got we've got some kind of an echo here. We might have to deal yeah. with it today, and uh, uh, let's let's just go ahead. And Nathan is going to continue to work on this, but let's get your history here. Okay. So, um, as I mentioned, I am the development director for Mobile Pack at Streamline Starving Children, and I've been in that role for about ten years now. Yes. Um, but previous to that, I was a longtime volunteer. You mentioned you had packed at our Cedar Rapids facility. I packed. Um, I packed in our Eagan facility. We have a couple different places, three sites actually, up here in Minnesota. Um, and so, was a longtime volunteer there, and hosted a mobile pack myself in 2011. The Haiti earthquake had happened in 2010. And we felt called to act and do something and decided to host a mobile park at, and much like you, we hosted it at the Mall of America. So we, we packed a packed shopping mall. Uh, I think, Heather, I'm going to try calling you on a, on my cell phone line. Let's see if we can do a little bit better than this. This is this is not okay. Good. Okay, I'll call you, call you right back, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna be back in just about one minute with Heather and. And we'll try again. Yeah, yeah. okay. Thanks. Well, this yep. is all new equipment that we're working with, so we'll get there. And uh, thank you all for your patience. Hello? Hello? Yes. Are you there, Heather? I am here. I feel like there's still an echo. I don't know why that's happening. Uh, I, yeah, I think we're I think we're a little bit better now. Yeah. Let's, uh, yes. let's just try that and see what... Uh, See what happens. So let's let's start that again. I, I I apologize to everybody. This is new equipment, and we are uh, we're struggling with it a little bit. We're in a brand new studio here, and yes, they're just getting set it. up. It's absolutely beautiful, but there's still some hiccups, I guess. So uh, <laughs> go ahead, Heather. Let's start that again. All right. So uh, as I mentioned, I am the development director for Mobile Pack at Feed My Starving Children, and so I oversee the department that works with all of our mobile pack hosts around the country and i've been doing that for about 10 years now um, but started as a volunteer with the organization many many years before that um, through my church actually and um, you had mentioned you packed packed at our coon rapid site i pack at our packed at our egan sites uh, we have three sites here in minnesota um, where you can pack six days a week and so was a long time volunteer at the egan sites and then in 2010 the haiti earthquake happens um and we felt called to do something more um than just keep packing at the site and so we decided to host a mobile pack event uh with my church and a few other churches in the area and as as you mentioned we we also packed at a shopping mall we packed at the mall of america and packed over a quarter million meals um, for in response to the Haiti earthquake in 2011, we we helped that mobile pack, and then a couple of years later, joined the joined the team here at Feed My Starving Children, and have loved it ever since. Oh, that sounds great! Wow. You know, I just uh, the I can you describe the feeling in the in the room when you're doing this pack with all these people? Oh, I don't know. It's 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 incredible. I mean, it's <laughs> it's just amazing. There is 
there's just a, a palpable presence in the room of just joy and excitement. Um, just that feeling that you're making a difference. Um, and the, the music is going and people are having fun. And it's, it's, it's basically an assembly line process, but it's so much more than that. Um, and yeah, there's just energy and um, enthusiasm in the room that is just un un, un um, repeatable. I mean, it, I don't yeah. know. It's it's something that I don't that I <laughs> that express. I haven't experienced elsewhere. Yeah, I haven't experienced yeah. elsewhere. Well, I I also was involved, uh, and I took care of all the packing end, and got all of the uh, the volunteers, you know, to pack and strap and get all of those meals ready to go and it was so exciting you know uh, even at during high school we had uh, was a how many thousands of volunteers well, i think i think uh, a total of 2700 2700 volunteers yep yeah, yeah. so it's uh it was great i i, I would just uh, it was pure joy and i think that comes from doing what god has called us to do and that's get involved and, uh, yes. and and be thinking of others uh, other than ourselves. It's about mm. getting Christian friends together and relatives. And there were even a lot of people there that weren't Christians that got to see Christians actually having some fun. And uh, it was it was a great great thing. Um, so uh, so uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what you had to do during COVID. Yeah. So as I mentioned a little bit, we have we have eight eight packing sites around the country. We have three of them here in Minnesota. We have three in the Chicagoland area. We have one down in Mesa, Arizona, and we have one in the Dallas, Texas area in Richardson, Texas. Um, and so those eight packing sites, they operate six shifts a day. Um, and then we also have our mobile pack events where in the year prior to COVID, 2019 to 2020, um, we hosted over 300 mobile pack events um, in 38 states around the country. Um, mm. And so in any given weekend, we can do up to, you know, we have 12, up to 12 occasionally packs that are going on um, around the country in any given weekend throughout the year. Oh, wow. And so in mid-March of 2020, all of those activities ceased. Um, and so mm. no one was able to pack at our permanent packing sites. We weren't able to host any mobile pack events. People weren't supposed to be gathering in large groups, right? And so oh. it was just, we weren't sure what we were going to do. And for nine days, Feed My Starving Children produced zero food. Oh, wow. um, and that was, that was obviously a huge problem because our partners around the world are relying on our ability to provide meals to them. Um, you mentioned the, the school in Zambia. There's a lot of schools around the world that we are the school lunch program. And even in COVID times, you know, that demand didn't stop. In fact, it, it got bigger. Um, and so what happened was our vitamin supplier actually came up with a way to pack meals by, by via machine. And I, for many years at our organization, we said, you know, volunteers are, are what we do and we will never pack meals with a machine but when we had no other option um we we did start packing meals with a machine and it was a little bit different it was if you've packed our food before we pack food in bags that we say is six mm -hmm. servings in a bag mm -hmm. and then there's 36 bags in each box right well the way that the machine packs it it's just one giant box of food that's 260 meals Mm. And so it just takes all of the ingredients and mixes them into one big bag. 
um, <laughs> and then it gets shipped that way. So if you're serving it at a school or in an orphanage or something like that, it actually is a better option for them because they don't have to stand and open 36 bags mm. um, and, and waste the plastic and things like that. But so we did uh, begin machine packing in March of um, 2020. We were able to bring volunteers back into our permanent sites in July, um, but we did not mobile pack again until June of 2021. And so mobile packing was shut down actually for about 15 months. Um, but, um, but yeah, so we had to, we had to get creative. We actually did have, um, uh, some meals that were packed at a prison here in Minnesota. Um, the, the industry that the, that the prison was working with was shut down due to COVID. And so the workers in the prison did not have the activity that they usually did for their, for their vocation. Um, and so during that time, they actually came together and packed our meals as their, as their work in the, in the prison here in Faribault, Minnesota. Oh. And so we did that for about six weeks um, before, we, before we got our volunteers back up and running at our permanent site. So a lot of creative things came out of COVID. Um, I will say we are still packing some of our meals by machine. Um, just because it enables us to pack um, pack more more quickly. Um, and so it gives us more options, and we never want to be in a situation that we go back to zero production again. And so volunteers are the heart and soul of our organization, and we want to pack as many meals as we can via um, volunteers, their hands and feet coming together. Um, but we still have that machine packing option online just because, like I said, it, it enables us to go further faster and it also just allows us um more flexibility if for some reason something happens with the with the volunteer uh labor force again well that's uh that, that is a big change a for big feed change, my yeah. feed my starving children and but you know you got to do what you got to do uh just because like you said just because the uh the volunteers couldn't get together the kids still have to eat yep yep that's right. they <laughs> <laughs> they don't stop getting hungry. Yeah, and so uh, yeah. so when you pack uh, when you pack uh, with with volunteers, it's still in the smaller packages. Yes. Yep. So we're still still packing the six serving bags, thirty six bags in a box, just like always. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, the the machine packing does do the larger, mm. and it it was actually fascinating because we had been trying, as I mentioned, for orphanage applications or schools where they're making giant pots. I don't know if you've ever seen some of the pictures that we have of the giant pots of food that they cook. Um, We were working on an option to figure out how to package a larger like bulk packaging of our our meal formula. We were working on that before COVID um, and then um, just hadn't quite figured it all out. Um, And then COVID hit and the problem was solved for us by our by our vitamin supplier so god god works in mysterious ways sometimes but we you know some of the things that we thought that we were were wanting to do um came together in a way we never expected it to happen well heather i'm jim barnes i'm with the group here in the studio Uh, I, i had a question when you say pack a meal what's in the meal What's in the meal? Yeah, so each meal has four ingredients. Um, And so those ingredients are a vitamin powder that has over 21 
vitamins and nutrients in it. We say that it's kind of the special sauce of our food formula. Um, that's what really gives it its nutritional value. Um, and then we have dehydrated vegetables that are in there. Um, soy is our protein, and so it's a dehydrated soy protein. And then rice. So rice mm. is the grain that we use. Um, and so it's those four ingredients that are scooped together into a bag and then packaged up and sent around the world. So it's vet, uh, vitamins, rice, vegetables, and what was the other thing? Soy. Oh, soy. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, great. Mm. Um, so uh, we're going to go to break here right now. And I, I hope that there's somebody online today or that's listening to us today that actually participated in some of our PACs. Uh, when we were doing them several years ago. And if you'd like to call in, our number is 725-9224, or you can send us a text at 576-5648 because there was a lot of folks in Maine that uh, got a lot of joy out of this. So we're going to go to break here for a couple minutes. Uh, you can call in or text in, and we'll uh, we'll get you on the line if you've got a question or, or tell us a little bit about what your experience was in, in the pack. So we'll be right back. Uh, hold on, hold on, Heather. We'll uh, we'll we'll be talking in a couple minutes. All right. Thank you. Okay. Good afternoon, and welcome back. We're here with uh, Jim Barnes and Bob Bomier with our special guest today, Heather Hecht uh, from Feed My Starving Children. We're looking forward to uh, to uh, hearing more about what's going on with uh, Feed My Starving Children. To spend when 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 did we do our pack? Do you know uh, when was the last pack we did, uh, Heather? Oh, March of 2016. So it's been a while. Yeah. So yeah, you you packed in 14, 15, and 16. Okay. Yep. Three three years in a row, and then it's been a long dry spell since. So uh, so we need to get back on that, and that's one of the things that we want to talk about today, is uh, is beginning to uh, to uh, raise funds so that we can do uh, another pack. Now, as I remember, we have to pack a hundred thousand meals minimum. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, in order for us to bring the party to you, take the show on the road, as we like to say, uh, that is that is kind of our entry level, especially right now with with what's happening with transportation costs and things like that. Yeah. We need to be yeah. able to to kind of make it worth the while to make sure everything can get delivered safely to you. And the more more meals we can pack, the more people we can have as volunteers, and the more fun it is. I'll I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. That was you know, I think yeah. I think raising the money was a was a was a big uh, a big challenge for us. But you know, I think the thing that scared me the most was getting all those volunteers together and committed and, and scheduled so that uh, that everybody could get a chance to pack. But you know, it it uh, it wasn't as hard as we thought. You know, it's uh, it is a big job, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and the 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 afternoon was absolutely it worth was it. Was a lot of fun. Yes. So, what does it cost? Per meal, Heather. Well, that's it's it's sort of an interesting question right now because we're actually in the midst of a we're actually in the midst of a price increase, and so um, starting with our next fiscal year, it's actually going to change um, just because of what you, because of what's happening in the world right now. If you haven't maybe have noticed, uh, just about everything costs more than it did uh, a <laughs> yeah. couple years ago. And yeah. so I've noticed our meals. <laughs> Our meals have been uh, 24 cents a meal since um, since 2019, mm -hmm. and so starting in 2023, uh, we actually are going to increase that to 29 cents a meal. Um, and so, like I said, we're we're kind of in a little bit of a transition period here right now, um, but 
still uh, thirty less than thirty cents to feed a child for a day is still still a pretty good pretty good bargain. Yes. We work really hard to keep those those prices as low as we possibly can, um, but. The, specifically, uh, some of our, our ingredient costs have just really escalated these last couple of years. Um, the demand for soy has gone very, very high, partially because of the desire for people to have more plant-based options. And so soy is a big part of that. And so the, the soy market specifically has really escalated in these past several years. And so mm. we're making, we're making adjustments. Um, but you can still feed a child in a meal a day for an entire year for just $106. And so that's, like I said, there, when you think about $106 for us, maybe it's, you know, a night out in a restaurant or new outfits or something like that. Sometimes it's gas in your car, right? <laughs> in, yeah. this, in this in this day and age, but um, but that hundred and six dollars at feed my starving children, we can turn that we can turn that into to food for an entire year for a child or a person in need. So, you know, I think I think about this right now as it's Christmas time, and uh, you know, we give gifts at Christmas time, and and uh, you know, I think I think when we give a gift. You know, we want it to be something significant, and what more could be what what could be more significant than giving a child the gift of life? Absolutely, you know. yes. And we we have we have we have cards on our website um, that will that you can if you if you choose to feed a child for a year or purchase a box of food or whatever it is that you that you decide to do. We ha- have cards on our website that you can print out and give to per- give to people as recognition of of that gift that you did. And like you said, um, impacting a child, a child in need is a pretty powerful gift to give. Yeah. And uh, so what is a what is a box of food uh, cost or what is it? How many does that feed? A box of food is 216 meals. As I mentioned, it's it's 36 bags 36 bags in a box and so $63 is a box of food. Mm. Now how did they get this recipe um, you know and and together and who who come up with this idea? Yeah, so our founder uh, traveled to Honduras, I believe, and he felt called to feed God's God's starving children and so that's where our name comes from and he originally shipped some non-perishable items like you'd see you know you'd give to a food shelf he's macaroni and cheese and soups and things like that and he shipped shipped the goods there and he received word back to please stop um because what happened was the the kids were their stomachs were not able to handle the preservatives in those meals and so he went to some food scientists here in minnesota at uh, general mills and cargill good minnesota companies and said hey what can I do to meet the needs of kids suffering from malnutrition and starvation? And so they came up with that food formula over 30 years ago. And it's been tweaked a few times in our history, but it's the exact the same ingredients that we're packing today. They've just changed. We actually took some sodium out and did a did a few other tweaks, but it's it's the same thing that we're packing today that they invented over 30 years ago. And it's probably more nutritious than a Happy Meal. It's probably more nutritious than a Happy Meal. No, I've actually tasted those meals, and you know they're not gourmet um, fare. Mm -mm. They're uh, they're they're absolutely what these kids need to survive. 
And I, yes. I, under, I understand that sometimes they do have a little bit of food that they'll flavor that uh, that 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 uh, that meal with, the, so it tastes tastes better. It doesn't taste horrible, but it's uh, it, it's it's just it's just to keep those kids alive, and uh, and it's so much appreciated by by everybody that's uh, that's participating in that. I, I I'm, I'm sure. Yes. I often I often tell people it's a little bit like ramen flavored rice aroni. Um, mm-hmm. But as you oh. as you mentioned, it's there's a there's a piece of it that is intentionally bland because as you mentioned, each country has their own spices and their way of cooking things, and so for example, in, in the Philippines, they often eat it more like a soup. It has a lot more liquid in it, whereas in Haiti or some Caribbean countries, it definitely is the dry, sticky rice. But they do have spices that they can make it more familiar to them and make it. Um, what they how they how they want to flavor it and so they will use those the spices by themselves aren't going to create any nutrition for anybody right but they do have that available to add into this nutritious food so that Wonderful. they can switch it up and cook things differently yeah. um, I traveled traveled to Nicaragua and they had they made empanadas out of our food and they made <laughs> wow. soy meatballs and all sorts of all sorts of crazy things um, that they've come up with to serve the food and Make it, make it, make it interesting for the kids. Cause I don't know, we don't, we don't like eating the same thing every day after day. And so they don't either. So they, they try to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So what countries, uh, uh, what countries are in the most need these days, uh, Heather? Well, there's, there's a lot of need, uh, in the world right now. Um, Haiti is always has been the number one country that we ship to for a very long time. Um, if you've seen lately uh, news about Haiti, obviously there's a lot of civil unrest and gang violence that's happening in that country. Um, the port has actually been closed um, on and off. And so we are still sending shipments to Haiti. Some of them are getting sent to our partners here in the United States and they're, they're holding them until they're able to get them into port in the country of Haiti. Um, but there definitely is still a huge need there. Um, and as I said, that's been, that's been the number one week country that we ship to, I think, for as long as we've been shipping meals. Um, Haiti's always been the number one country. But when you look at what's happening in, for example, the, the war in Ukraine, um, we ship 25 million meals, or we're, we were, we're planning to ship by the end of our fiscal year, 25 million meals wow. to the to oh. Ukraine and the countries around it. So Poland, Moldova, Romania, where they're working with refugees um, and that sort of thing. And so 25 million meals to that region um, when we, that's a 7,000% increase over what we had done previously oh. there. Um we just, you know, we, we'd send a few containers a year, a container or two maybe, but um, for 25 million meals is, is a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's going there. But then you also see 50% of Afri- of the grain in Africa comes from the country of Ukraine in a normal year. Oh. And so with the war that's happening there, that is having an effect on many African countries. Somalia specifically gets over 85% of its grain from Ukraine. And so with Ukraine not farming, not producing meals, because obviously they're, they're in the midst of, of war there. And so that's having big impact. Um, so we're seeing huge demand right now from Somalia and some other African countries higher than we've seen previously. They also have drought that's happening there that's just exacerbating. It's kind of a perfect storm 
between the grain that isn't coming from Ukraine and the drought that's happening is just, um, yeah, creating a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. Now, I read somewhere that you have a, how many, how many meals do you normally ship a year? And there's a, an increase in the number of meals that are, are needed beyond what you've been able to commit to this year. Is that, is that correct, Heather? Yeah, so we began this year, um, our fiscal year starts in February, mm-hmm. or start, sorry, it begins March 1st. Our, it, so um, March 1st of this year, we set a goal of producing 425 million meals this year. Wow. Um, that, was our, that was our goal on March 1st, and um, that was our partners had actually requested over 500 million meals and so we had a gap of about 75 million meals that we were not going to be able to to fill um and so you know when we start our fiscal year we don't have any meals packed and we don't have any of the dollars in the bank to produce them and so we step out in faith um with our with our partners and say hey we're going to be able to we're going to find the resources to be able to pack and fund these meals um and so like i said we started at with a goal of 425 million and then um, the war in Ukraine really escalated, and we received more requests from that. And so we actually are going to produce this year probably closer to 450 million. Wow. But there still is going to be a gap between what is requested and what we're able to produce. And so we're always looking to do as much as we can. But as I said, we have to we have to be able to to pay for those meals and get them packed as well. And so it's it's always a balancing act between mm-hmm. between the the funding, the volunteers, and then what our partners. Uh, request from us. Well, Heather, now, uh, do I have this right that all of this, I mean, this this immense amount of meals that you're sending out to serving people, all of this began with somebody who actually saw starving children and saw what was happening to them and said, I can't, I got to do something about it. Yep, that is that is correct, yes. And the motivation, mm-hmm. I, I, because I can understand, people here in this country who have plenty, who don't, starving children is not something that, that we quickly recognize, most of us, and we don't see it very much. So when we don't tend to have that motivation to say, oh, my goodness, oh, that's what it's like. Well, i got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. But it, it, how, do we, how do we get... It, kind of touched the hearts and minds of relatively comfortable Americans. Yeah, I think we think that uh, that suffering is when the gas goes up 10 cents a gallon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah. And, uh, but Turkey's 20, up 20% for yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I heard a lot of gripes over yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And, and, but you're dealing with something a lot more basic than that. Just people who would, without that food that you're sending, mm. would starve to death. Children who would die without yes wow yes yeah and we we talk about um in haiti they in the markets they actually sell clay biscuits that they make um so they'll take uh take some of the 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 haitian clay that just is in the ground and they'll add a little bit of shortening and some salt and they dry Mm. them in the sun um and they'll sell them in the markets for pennies um, so that people can give that to their kids so that, that it fills up their bellies. Obviously, there's absolutely no nutritional value, and it's probably oh, not Lord. good for them to eat it, but it gives them something in their stomach to, to kind of 
allow them to be able to sleep at night um, and to not have hunger pains. And so um, we actually have an, an amazing partner who is taking that same clay and making it into, into coffee mugs mm. um, to, so that the women are able to provide for their families through the sale of these coffee wow. mugs so that they don't have to, they can provide nutritious food for their families and don't have to provide clay biscuits to them. Wow. Well, now, clay biscuits. Now I'm beginning mm. to get the picture. Now that's coming across, and I hope that some of the folks who are listening to us out there, that, that it's really beginning to strike home, feeding children right. clay mm. just to fill their stomachs to get the pain to go away. Mm. Oh, my. So one yeah. one person. This is this is kind of the story that we have going on here. We've we've had we've been on the air for about a year and a half, a little bit more than a year and mm-hmm. a half, and we've had every week. We have some amazing uh, folks here that uh, that come and talk about their heart being touched in some way to do something uh, uh, with their faith to uh, to actually employ their faith. And this started with one man. Who went to, like Jim said, went went to uh, uh, Haiti and saw a need, and he decided that he was going to do something about it. We have had, pe- you know, so many people here on the air that that are doing exactly that, and uh, and and it's 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 what we need. It's it's what what brings joy. You know, I, I'm I'm thrilled. Yeah, you know, I, I we've experienced feed my starving mm. children here, and there are others here that have, and we're thrilled to be a part of that. And it's just something that's so simple. For uh, for folks to uh, to get involved in and uh, and actually do something, 106 meals will feed one child for a year, and I think wow. uh, I would suggest let's uh, let's calculate how many children we can feed for a year individually and uh, and make this pack happen uh, here in Maine. And you can you can actually we're going to go for a break here in just a minute, but I want to let you know that uh, that you can make a donation. Go on millionmailsmaine.org. And uh, you can make a, uh, a donation there. Where our our minimum goal is uh, is twenty four thousand dollars. Twenty. I guess I guess it's more than that now. It's thirty thousand dollars to pack a hundred thousand meals. And uh, but our our ultimate goal is going to be to provide uh, four hundred thousand more meals. So uh, we're we'd, we'd love to do that. And we're going to go to a, a a break right now. So that uh, that uh, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Hold on, Heather. We'll be right back. Welcome back to uh, Simple Faith. Um, we're here with Heather Heck from Feed My Starving Children and having a great conversation with, uh, with an old friend. And uh, Heather, uh, where did our meals go before in our previous packs? How, did we, how do we help uh, folks? First of all, I, I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta back up on that because we've got Barbara from Auburn on the phone. Thank you for calling, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Are yes. you there? Hi. I wanted to commend you on the work that you're doing, and I had the pleasure of being involved in part of that uh, a few years ago. I think you oh. mentioned 2017 was the, the last time. And, and when I was first invited to go, I wrestled with it. You know, am I really contributing anything to help the greater cause of this whole thing? But once I got there, um, what struck me was just the number of people from diverse backgrounds, how very well and um, organized the whole thing was and everybody was putting their scoop of whatever in there and as I was doing that I thought how spoiled we are in America that we can leave there and go to our favorite restaurant and have a piece of steak and, and potato and salad whatnot and here we were 
putting these little scoops of, of flour and beans or whatever into these packets to feed these starving children. It just seemed like such a small price to pay. But the joy that was evident there among everyone that participated was phenomenal. And I know, I think I heard you mention earlier that you are, um, you have times where you don't meet your goals, that there's, there's a gap of so many. I'm wondering what is, I may have missed that, but what is it that keeps you from uh, achieving the goals that you want to? And how can those of us that have an interest be able to help fill in that gap? Did you get that, Heather? I did not, unfortunately. Okay, Barbara is asking what uh, what you would do to uh, help fill in that gap. She was talking about what a great time they had, how well organized it was, but she is concerned about this gap of food uh, that that you may not be able to provide, and what you do to uh, to um, what, what how we can help in uh, in filling in that gap. Uh, what do you need? Yeah, yeah and, so that they meet those goals. Yeah, so that you meet your goals. And thank you for calling, Barbara. I appreciate it more than you can imagine. And uh, and we're going to clear the line now so that we can possibly get somebody else that's been uh, involved in one of our packs. Okay. All right. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, so the I'll, I'll say that the main thing, the main factor that allows us to be able to produce more meals is always going to be the donations. The donations. And so, you know, the, the funds that we have, we we turn them into, into funds, into food as quickly as we possibly can. And so that's that's really the limiting factor. As I mentioned, we because of um, the machine packing that we have, like I said, we want to we want to pack as many meals as we can with volunteers. But because of the machine packing option, we can produce meals more quickly than ever before. We can respond to needs more quickly, but we still need the funds to be able to purchase the ingredients and all of the supplies and those things. Um, none of none of those those items are donated to us. They are all purchased through donations that we receive, and so that really is the limiting factor: is just the mm. funds that we have. And how how do you? Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, uh, Dale. Uh, I was looking at it. If we had a hundred people to give three hundred dollars, that would do a hundred thousand meals. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm willing to be the first one to give three hundred. <laughs> okay, well, we got our get, first donation. God bless you, Bob. Yes, I'm God the bless. second. Okay, and I'll be the third. I'll be the third. <laughs> so we almost got a thousand dollars sitting right here uh today and we just would encourage you to go on uh millionmailsmain.org and and uh and make that donation um heather you know uh, when you're talking about uh, haiti earlier you know and the gangs that are that are uh kind of running that country right now what do you do to uh, get food to people when yeah, logistics yeah. Lo- logistically to uh to get the food to the people when uh you know uh, and keep it out of the hands of the gangs yes absolutely um and it's, it's really our partners that are doing that work. So we work with lots of different partners on the ground, missionary and non-governmental organizations that, that have a presence in the countries we serve and are able to are able to meet or to get these meals distributed and through customs and all of those sorts of things. But it, it has been a challenge. And so as I mentioned, you know, obviously when the port was closed, we had a partner that had many, many containers of our food that were sitting in port and they weren't able to get them out. Um, and so that can be a challenge. We've had many partners that will move their product at night. Um, so they, they, they will send the trucks um, at night when 
hopefully people are asleep or whatever, but when, when the danger is less. Yeah. Um, and so we, our partners have to get creative, but they, they still manage to get, to get the food and to get it to the kiddos that, that absolutely need it. So, well, that's so important. Um, yeah. Another interesting thing about, about the country of Haiti, um, they actually are having a cholera out there break right now as well. Um, and so we do have a different food formula. It's called, it's a potato formula that can actually help with um, issues related to cholera, specifically digestive issues, diarrhea. Um, and oh. so we produced extra of this potato product. Um, and because <laughs> we weren't able to get it through the port, we have a wonderful partner down in Florida called Missionary Flights International. And they actually flew um, the potato product into the country for us so that we could begin distributing it to people to try to help with the symptoms of that cholera epide- uh, outbreak. Oh, awesome. That's very good. So, okay, yeah, I, I have another uh, question, Heather, um, that was texted to me is uh, if if they wanted to give directly to to you, what website would they go to? So it's fmsc.org. So feed my starving children. fmsc.org is going to be our website, and you can find out more about the organization and things on that as well. And if they wanted to tag that uh, for the pack here in Maine, they could do that too, right? Correct. Yep. Yep. That'd be great. So they just need to say they're they're donating from Maine for Maine pack, and that would help us gather all of the resources necessary to to begin uh, to create a pack time. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, because there is. Yeah, there's a there's a link. You can go to give.fmsc.org slash something, but I don't know what that is specifically for your mobile pack. I did not look that up. I'm sorry. That's okay. We can we could but. we'll be we'll be talking about this frequently over the next uh, uh, period of time until we can actually raise enough money to do this pack. Uh, so uh, so tell tell us a little bit about what what the folks of Maine have done uh, in in the impact that uh, that that they've had in these packs that we've already accomplished. Yes, absolutely. So as we sort of mentioned, but you've packed over 590,000 meals um, in those three three packs that you did. Um, and those meals went to the countries of Haiti that we've talked about quite a lot, Nicaragua, and then also Zambia. The most, the highest number, 248,000 meals actually were shipped to the country of Zambia, um, where you were, t- we're, t- we're talking about just last week. Um, and so those three countries have, have benefited from what you guys came together to do. Um, and six of our partners, six different partners in those three countries received, received those meals. And so those, those 27, those 2,700 people that came together really, really made a difference, um, and an impact around the world. And those 591,000 meals, um, are able to feed over 1,600 kids for an entire year. Wow. So 1,619 kids got a meal a day for an entire year because of what was done just through your mobile pack events, those three events that happens. Um, and so people come together, they give two hours of their time and make a huge impact. And they, they hear those numbers before they leave, and it really makes it for a, makes makes it a meaningful experience to be able to know that in, in two hours' time, um, you literally have changed the lives of children around the world. And when maybe they were wondering, 
um, if they were going to grow up, they can start dreaming about what they're going to be when they grow up. And so that is that is very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I also understand that uh, that children are especially susceptible to, um, I, I guess you'd call it brain damage, if they don't get enough food in those developmental years. And it affects their ability to make a life for themselves uh, even beyond uh, their childhood. That, that is absolutely correct, yes. Yeah, it can, yeah, not having in those formative years, especially uh, kind of birth to five years, um, it's it's incredibly critical um, that kids are getting the nutrition they need. But even beyond that, as we said in school, and and you can have the best the best uh, healthcare system or the best education, but if kids are literally starving to death, it's not going to make any difference. And so that that food, we say that food is the foundation. And once they have that food in place, then they can they can learn, they can dream, um, and they can they can grow up to be. Uh, productive members of society. And they've got the potential to grow up uh, with, yep. with the right right amount of food. They don't have that potential without getting that food. Uh, you know, Like you said, from one to five, and I, I suspect even beyond that, they need yes. good nutrition to be able to study and retain the information they need to, to provide a future for themselves. Mm. Yes, absolutely. And, and they can give uh, by going to millionmealsmaine.org. Yeah. Yes. .org, and we need uh, 97 more... <laughs> $300 donors here. Yes. <laughs> or you could give less. Well, there but we listen, go. you hear that you hear that now down Mainers, you guys have done a deal of feeding. That's right. Uh, a lot of an awful lot of children that whose lives have been either rescued or or helped a great deal by just what you've done right here in Maine. And and so far we've taken care of nine children. For uh, for a year, just just right here Ooh. in the studio. So uh, yep. let's uh, let's see what we can do. This is Christmas time, folks, and yes. this is a this is a gift that really 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 means something. And you know, uh, when we do our pack, bring your whole family, bring all your friends. That's uh, right, and, uh, yes. and just let them experience what we've all had the privilege of experiencing. Mm. Uh, in, in feeding these kids, it is, I, I can't even describe how much fun it is. I had fun right. when I did my first one in in, uh, in Minnesota, and I had fun when we did one at the main mall, and I had yes. fun at the two we did at Deering High School, and it's been just uh, so much fun to, to be able to do this, and it's so meaningful. Um, it's just, you know, it's something that mm. we can do. You know, it, there, there's, there's so many needs out there, and there's so few needs that are actually this easy to uh, to That's jump right. into and uh, and and uh, get our feet wet uh, doing what God has called us to do anyway how can you how can you have Christmas if you know there's kids out there <laughs> starving I can't you know it just it yeah. just it, it makes a difference to me well and you folks out there who uh, felt a little stuffed and guilty at the end of that big Thanksgiving <laughs> meal <laughs> dinner you had uh, come on join get get in with the gang of uh, Packers and uh, Take, maybe you can work off a little of that uh, extra turkey. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so yeah, I heard you, I heard you talking at the beginning of the show about baking cookies. I have to say, I, I baked about thirteen dozen cookies myself this morning, and it does <laughs> it does give you a very interesting perspective, right, on on the things that we have and the things that we're able to do, and just. But you know, we don't have a we clue. Can easily, we, we can easily make a difference for others as well. Yeah. yeah, we don't. We don't have a clue what it's like to live like that. <laughs> I mean, we we complain because no. the groceries have gone up. You're right. right. 
to only go up uh, five cents a meal, uh, given what else is going on in the grocery stores, is to me that's amazing. You know, and that's I know right. we paid twenty four cents a meal. Uh, way back when you haven't raised your prices, but those costs go up, and and uh, and uh, but twenty nine cents, you know, what well, what, is, what can you buy for twenty nine cents? That's right, and and I know a lot of people are overwhelmed with politics and everything else. You know how to get your mind off of it? Do something for the Lord, and and get involved with feeding starving children. Yeah, but I I'm, this is something that I've never experienced before. I've never seen a starving child. I've never seen what it looks like face up that's got to be a, a a grim thing yeah you've done a lot yeah. of traveling haven't you heather we've got about three minutes left and i just want to give you uh uh those those minutes heather if you want to talk about uh about uh anything you want to talk about i know you've you've visited some of these kids and you visit some of these places that are receiving these meals i've never been able to do that and someday i'd love to be able to do that but uh but what what does it look like from uh from your yeah. point of view yeah, it's it, it's definitely it's it's life changing and it's heart wrenching. Um, and yeah, to to hold a child um, that's 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 starving um, or suffering from malnutrition, um, it changes it changes your world. Um, and I I've traveled to several countries. I haven't traveled internationally since 2019 pre pandemic. Um, I have not traveled since then, but um, some from our organization are. And Mark Korea, who is our um, CEO, executive director. He recently traveled to Angola um, and just said he has never seen that level of starvation and malnutrition in in the in the time that he's been with our organization. Um, it just is beyond anything he's seen before. And he held a child that was two years old and weighed nine pounds. No. And so some nine some pounds. some babies are born at nine pounds, right? Um, and so to have a child oh. that is two years old and weighs nine pounds, um, to, to be holding that child, it just, like I said, it, it breaks your heart. Oh, um, yeah. and just, you can't, you can't not react. You can't not respond, do something to make a difference and to help that child. Um, and so, like I said, our partners do amazing work. Um, and through our donors and volunteers, we are able to give these meals to our partners around the country and they, and they make, make a difference in kids' lives. And so that's, that's, what we're, that's what we're called to do, and we ask you to partner with us um, and just help, make, help us feed even more kids because the need is definitely there and greater than we've ever seen it before. That's what we would absolutely love to do, and uh, uh, I, I could do this every day. Honestly, this is, this is something that uh, you know, we've participated in uh, before, and it's just, um, it, it just it is a blessing. And, uh, and to know that, uh, that, that right here in Maine, we can we can uh, we can do this, and it's just uh, it's just a very simple thing. A little bit of money, a couple hours of uh, of, mm. of work, and and it's just it's it's the best party I've ever been yeah. to. Honestly, I, I just I've <laughs> never been to a more fun party than uh, than packing this food. So. Yeah. It's the most fun you'll ever have on a hairnet, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Thank you so yeah. much, Heather. Uh, I hope we're ha- talking to you frequently and uh, and again. And God bless you. God bless you. Feedmystarvingchildren.org.